Welcome to the Thought Boss Podcast. This is your host, Nicole. I'm here to show you that all the help you need is already inside of you and that you're far more powerful than you give yourself credit for. I'm glad you're here. Now let's turn you into a Thought Boss. Hey, it's been a while. Oh my gosh, I missed you guys. I missed doing the podcast. Just so you know, my kids are home for MLK today. And I love them and I'm grateful for them. (laughs) You might hear some sounds in the background, including but not limited to my son playing his electric guitar that he got for Christmas because I did not think that one through although he's doing really good at it. This is a life update podcast. And I'm really excited to do it because there's so many life updates that I feel like you're gonna wanna know about. So, number one, I'm having a baby. If you know me personally, you know I already have a lot of kids, like a lot of them. It feels like a lot. To some, it may not be a lot, but to most people, it's a lot of kids, it's four. I have four children. And I had them all very quickly, like very close together. We've been married 13 years and my oldest is 12. And then I've got a 10 year old and an eight year old and a seven year old. And they're all like a year and a half apart. Like it's very, very close. And I for sure felt a little traumatized by having my kids so close. There's a lot of benefits to it though, because then they all entered that stage of being able to do stuff on their own really quickly. Like, you know, I don't know, as soon as my youngest was four, like things really changed. Um, It has been really, really fun. It was super challenging in the beginning. My life finally started to feel like it was doing okay in the last few years. And, but I feel like I really kind of blurred out in my mind those first like five or six years of motherhood. And I was, I think I was really trying to escape it with my business. I've had a few different businesses and I just wanted something else to do. And my house was always a disaster. It's still messy most of the time. Like it's lived in, it's clean. But back then it was just like, we were in survival mode and I had no business adding anything to my plate, but I was anyway. And I think it was just because I was so overwhelmed and I didn't feel like I really had that many friends. If you have friends and you have young kids, it's so good. It's just so good for you. I'm glad I'm happy for you. And if you don't just go out and make some friends. I remember wanting to find friends so bad that I like did this Google search on how to make friends. And there was this app um, and I put my information on it and you could it it would it's like a dating app but for moms i think it was called peanut and i ended up meeting this girl and we're still friends on facebook we don't live in the same town anymore but i actually really liked her and her name was erica erica if you're listening that would be cool you might listen to this anyway um i remember just really needing friends and i think she really needed friends too and our kids were the same ages and it was really fun to finally have a friend but then we moved shortly after that and we didn't get to know each other as well as I wanted to anyway I after number four I think I was just so done that I took matters into my own hands I 
got an IUD, all this personal information I'm sure you wanted to know. <laughs> and I was like, we're done. Our family's done. We're good. I've got my four kids. I've got two boys. I've got two girls. It's perfect. We're good. And I really did feel like we were done. I felt like that was our whole family. Like spiritually, I thought, no, this is, this is everyone. It doesn't feel like anybody's missing. Um, so my youngest just turned seven and in the last like year or something, we've occasionally said things like, oh, wouldn't it be so fun to have another baby? And I'm like, yeah, but I don't really want one. And you know, my husband just loves babies. He just loves holding them, loves snuggling them. You know, he'll send me pictures like almost daily, probably. Well, every, every couple days of one of the kids when they were younger and say, I miss this. I miss holding them. I'm like, I know, but your kids grow up and you can't really stop it. No matter how many kids you have, you can't just keep having babies. right? <laughs> so I won't tell you the whole story because that's the best friend version, but you guys are close enough friends that I can tell you the birth control methods we were using were not effective. Apparently, they're not as effective as we thought they were. We'll just leave it at that. And we went to um, Hawaii for family vacation. I can't believe I'm putting this on a podcast. Oh my gosh. And that is where our fifth child was conceived. Isn't that fun? I mean, you could probably figure that out eventually. Like, you could do math on that and be like, oh, where was she at this, you know, nine months ago from when this baby's due? I was in Hawaii. And it was fun. It was a fun trip, apparently. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, anyway, so uh, when I am very regular with my cycle, and I was like six hours late for my cycle. And I was like, that's weird. I was supposed to start like six hours ago and I haven't had any symptoms of my cycle starting. This is super weird. I just ran to the dollar store, grabbed a pregnancy test and took it. <laughs> was not expecting to be pregnant. What was funny is right before I took it, like that morning, I'd been scrolling social media and I just happened to come along like a bunch of like pregnancy test videos, which was weird. It was just, they were just in my feed and I watched them, you know, people finding out that they're pregnant or finding out they're not pregnant. And I had watched them. And so when I took this pregnancy test, I thought, oh, I'll film it. I don't know. That was just, that's just what you do these days. You just film everything. So I filmed it and you can tell that I genuinely was like, not thinking there was a reason to film this. Like, was it definitely not expecting to be pregnant, but I wanted to know because, you know, you're not late for no reason. And obviously it was positive. I just about fainted. I was in so much shock and I also got this sick feeling to my stomach. Like it's so life changing to add another member to your family. And especially when it was not part of your plan. And I would, I just sat there. I, I will post a reel on Instagram. I need to work on that reel. 
Um, but oh my gosh, I just, I put my hand over my mouth like, oh my gosh, what? I sat there and I texted my best friend immediately. Like, you're not going to believe this. I, before I'd even left the bathroom, I texted her. <laughs> and she texted back, are you kidding me? She was so excited. She's like, when do I get to hold this baby? And I only told her and then, you know, I couldn't keep it from my husband. I went and told him. He works at the Ford dealership here. And I was bringing him some like, oh, maybe some medicine. Maybe he was like feeling a scratchy throat or something that day. So I was handing him stuff out of my purse and I handed him a pregnancy test. And he like looked up at me. You're pregnant? It's like, yep. And he was a little shocked too. So this is a big surprise, a big shock for both of us. I'm sure you wanted the whole full version of that story, right? But for the first, probably, let's see if I found out at, you're technically four weeks pregnant when you find out or four or five, probably for the first 10 to 12 weeks, I was not happy about it which was so different than all my other pregnancies. I had so many mixed emotions because the instant I found out, I thought, oh man, the friends that I have that can't have babies right now, that it's not working out the way they want it to, um, they're going to be very sad and they're not going to like me and they're not going to want to hang out with me and they're going to feel bad when they're around me. And I just felt bad. Like, I don't understand why people like me or the way me, why I can get pregnant so easily and other people have to try so, so hard and pay so much money and have all these interventions. Like, I don't get that. That's a mystery of the universe to me. And they're just as amazing, probably better moms. <laughs> they want it more, right? Like, it just breaks my heart and I don't get it. And God has a lot of explaining to do someday. I would like to know, but... That was really my first thought is I don't even want to be pregnant right now and here I am having another baby. Now that's not to say I don't want a baby. Like if you handed me a baby right now, you said this is your baby and it was my baby and it was like, okay, I'm its mom. Like I'd be obsessed with it. I love it so much. It doesn't matter how many babies you give me. I'm going to love all of them. I'm going to be a little overwhelmed probably, but I'm going to love them. At this point though, I wasn't feeling sick. I wasn't feeling anything. It was just pregnancy to me meant my life is going to change in every way and I don't want to have to sacrifice like what I thought I wanted and what I thought I wanted was just time to myself I love having all my kids in school that part's amazing I get to work during the day I get to pick them up after school and like do the home thing but I get some quiet during the day and I really really love that especially because i just <laughs> i raised so many kids so quickly that i feel like i needed to just recalibrate so it was a shock a very difficult shock to come to terms with then i really wanted a girl i thought you know i started to settle into this idea of like okay, we're pregnant, we're gonna have a baby. I tried to imagine it more like, okay, this is a baby, like picture a baby, don't picture pregnancy, just picture the baby. And I started to want a girl. I thought, I, I just really want a girl. But I thought I was having a boy because 
I've always been right. I've always had this hunch about what the baby is. So I thought, well, I'm four for four, but I, I didn't feel like super, super sure. But I thought, I think it's a boy. Like that's how I'm feeling. So because I didn't know, and because I wanted a girl, I wanted to get a blood test. So we got a blood test. I got the email in my inbox and I did not read it. I instantly forwarded it to my friend and then I deleted the email. And there, so there's no way for me to find out. And she put together this little box for me and another friend made a cake for me. And on Christmas day, we cut open the cake and it was so fun because we put, I put that knife in I picked up the knife and I thought I saw pink sprinkles on it. So I hurried and cut the other part of it and it was a girl, it was pink sprinkles and cake. And oh my gosh, we were just so thrilled. I'll post the video of that too. I should just post all these videos. If you want, if you really want to know, I'll post all these things, but I'm so excited. It's a girl. I just really wanted a girl. And maybe that should have been my hunch. Like, that's what you're getting because that's what you want. I don't know. Um, so we're having a girl. She's due in June, which is the same month as two of my other babies. And someday my kids will figure out that nine months before they were born, it was dad's birthday. And that won't, <laughs> that will be <laughs> their own shock of their lives. They'll all be disgusted, but hey, we love each other. We have great marriage, apparently great birthdays. I can't believe I'm putting this on the podcast. Am I actually going to publish this? Who knows? Okay. So having that fifth baby, I'm doing a home birth. I have done home births for all of them. It's my favorite thing in the world to give birth. It is so magical and amazing. I have zero complications. I have zero problems with birth. So I've always done home birth with the first one. We hired a certified nurse midwife who had delivered in the hospital for like, oh my gosh, so long, like 15 years. And she basically brought the hospital with her, like anything that you might need at the hospital, like as an intervention, she had brought, you know, besides like a scalpel, like she wasn't going to cut me open, <laughs> but she was amazing. She could do all the things. She had oxygen. She had anything you might need for like hemorrhages or just anything and I felt so safe and so comfortable with her and the birth just went off without a hitch it was beautiful it was perfect that was 12 years ago and you know it's been a while because you know I haven't had a baby in a while so I was a little nervous that my body would not be able to handle it so I mean not that it wouldn't be able to handle it just that it would be different this time so I've been working out extra hard I've been eating extra, extra well, doing all my exercises, doing lots of practice um, for like meditation and visualization. And that's how I get through my natural births at home. And they've been amazing. They have been so, so good. If you guys have questions about that, if you like are curious about home birth, just message me on Instagram. I would love to tell you more about that but it's been so magical and sacred and beautiful and just like so peaceful. It's so peaceful doing it at your house. Um, anyway, doing a home birth and I've been working out. I feel really strong. I actually feel really sexy and like 
beautiful and that's amazing feels good to like like your body during pregnancy I know part of that is because I am a life coach and like so much of my job is helping women love who they are and love their bodies so like um, negative thoughts if they pop up in me like they just don't stay for very long I just don't choose them like that's just not what I want to think about myself so I just don't and instead when I see my body in the mirror I'm like oh it looks so good like I love this body it's amazing it's doing so many good things and I've said it so many times that I just believe it and then like I feel really good and then I work out and my body does look good so it's just this like nice little cycle I'd love to teach you that if you do not like your body did you know that you could totally change how you feel about it and actually believe it like like really really like your body and believe it and it would not take that long like eight to twelve weeks can you imagine that like springtime comes you're starting to put on your first bathing suit if you live where I live and you're like wow I actually really like my body it's like beautiful and perfect and it's doing such a good job and like you're like really happy when you look in the mirror I would love to help you with that if you want some help with confidence you should you should message me see what kind of packages I have right now or whenever you're listening to this podcast um there's also oh I have a good podcast episode on your summer body and you could go listen to that um but I would also love to help you one-on-one or in a group whatever I've got right now so moving on to the next thing, which is my business, I want to let you in on all the thoughts that I've been having. These are all the thoughts that like nobody really tells you that they actually have about their business. I really want to let you in on this because I feel like nobody talks about it. And so then you have a business and you feel lonely and you wonder, is everybody else feeling like this? And a lot of times you convince yourself, no, nobody else feels like this. And so like I must be doing this wrong. I'm not cut out for this. This is wrong, but I'm just going to share with you all my thoughts. And I want to know if you have had similar thoughts, please let me know on Instagram, message me on Instagram and say, I listened to your last podcast. It was so good. And I totally feel like this. So the first one is I feel like now that I'm in my mid thirties, I am finally over my like 10 year spurt of being um, obsessed with just making money. And I think what happened, well, I'm not sure exactly what happened, but I think I was tired of being dissatisfied with my goal of making bajillions of dollars. And literally to me, I'm like, I'm gonna make millions and millions per year. I'm not at that place. I don't know if or when I'll ever be at that place. I don't know if that's my goal, millions and millions, probably a million, but I don't know that my goal is any higher than that. But I like was, I think I was so tired of just like not reaching that goal that I just decided, all right, I'm not going to live my life wishing that it was different anymore. I am going to have a business that is fulfilling and makes me happy and serves people and makes good money, but I'm going to enjoy it right now. I'm going to like it as it is right now, whatever it's producing for me, whatever it's producing for other people and stop thinking that I'm going to be happier when I'm making more money. 
And that's just the truth. I just wanted to love my business. I wanted to love my work. I wanted to love myself without having to prove to myself or anybody else that I was good enough. And the money is like this indicator that you're good enough, right? That was my indicator to myself. And I just kept pushing and pushing and pushing myself, trying to get to that like very elusive number, which is always the number above wherever you are. I went and did taxes the other day and I looked up how much I had made, um, you know, whatever year it was, I guess last year. I was like, oh my gosh, I actually made a ton of money, like so much money, like it felt so good. And I had never really sat in like the feeling of, I really did that, that's amazing, I can do that. I could do that again if I want to. And it felt so good to be grateful for it instead of dissatisfied with it. I think I had to take that break though, because you know I took like a six month break. After that break, I didn't know if I was gonna come back to coaching. And we'll talk about this maybe more. Well, no, actually we're gonna talk about it on this podcast, how I got burned by a coach and paid her $25,000 with a money back guarantee and she did not follow through on her money back guarantee. And I guess I could take her to court, but it takes so much energy to be angry about it that I really just wanna continue to let it go because it doesn't feel worth it to me. I fought and fought and fought for the last six months, really. Oh, it's so frustrating. And what's even more frustrating is people could have warned me about it, (laughs) but I was so desperate and I listened so closely to her because what she was selling was this big, huge dream of like, you can have all of this. She sold this really big idea. You know, you can be a coach making millions and millions of dollars like me. And she told she sold it to you for a really high price and said, you know, the only way you're going to get there is if you invest this really large amount of money. And I believed her and I did it because I was just so desperate to prove myself. And I went in and I worked so hard. I worked so hard at this. And $25,000 was not an accessible amount of money for me. Every dollar that I made for months, I gave right to her. And this was back in mm, 2022. I was giving everything that I made to her because the mastermind started in 2023. So when I applied for it in 2022, you know, I had made what I needed to make, but I wanted to make what she was promising, which was hundreds of thousands of dollars. And man, just looking back, there's so many red flags, but I had used another program of hers for $2,000 and I really liked it and it was really helpful, but it really, that program really sold you on the higher program. Sorry, alarm. And I just believed it. I believed that, you know, if I paid $2,000 for this and I got amazing results, like if I pay 25,000, that's going to give me 10 times the results. And it was a very unfortunate lie. And I felt so burned by her. I just felt like she's completely out of touch with how much effort it takes to um, create this kind of money. And then to offer this money back guarantee and then not honor it was 
you know, on some technicality, you know, because they've got your money. They can just say, well, you didn't meet this requirement or you didn't. No, I met every requirement. You guys failed to answer this one question that I keep asking over and over again. Oh, you guys, I just thought I can't trust anybody in the coaching industry. I hate the coaching industry. How can I be part of an industry where so many people are paying high ticket prices for something that they are not getting value for? And just really disturbed by it and just thought, I just want to completely disown the coaching industry. And I will never pay like a high amount of money to anybody ever again. Like th these were my thoughts following it. Like I'm not going to do this ever again. And I gave up on this goal of like, having money as my central focus and making millions of dollars. And I really needed that time to figure out what I did want. I still, I knew that I wanted to help people, but I just thought I'm done being a coach. I can't do it anymore. I'm tired. I'm emotionally drained. And that was part of it too. Like I was, I was starting to feel burnout but mostly burnout on giving so much and following this person's advice and getting so little. Oh, if you'd like to know who that is, I don't have any qualms telling you. Stacy Bayman, Stacy Bayman Coaching. Um, yeah, it's just a bummer to trust somebody for years and then be burned by them, you know? So if you were ever thinking of doing anything with her, I can't recommend her. I'm so sorry. She had great content for her like lower program. It was really helpful, but it feeds into the higher program and I just don't trust her anymore. And a lot of people don't trust her anymore. And she refuses to listen to them. She refuses to acknowledge it. Never has like come out humbly apologizing, just like super prideful. And at least that's the face that she puts on. I know she's a real human. I know if she ever hears this, like, it'll bug her a little bit, but she'll just coach herself out of it. Um, and that's kind of the annoying thing is, you're not, like, I didn't feel actually listened to. There was no true heartfelt apology. There was no, ugh, anyway, as you can tell, <laughs> it still bothers me. So that leads me to where I'm going now. And I decided to make my personal life more important than my business life and my personal goals more important than my business goals. And that feels really good because the reason deep down that we want more money is because it's going to affect our personal lives, but we could just make our personal lives happier and then make more money if we really want to just as kind of like a, let's see what my potential is kind of thing. But I felt like I was neglecting other parts of my life because I was sold this idea of putting in all this time. You know, I still had four kids and four kids while I'm trying to do this program and putting in full time hours and yet not making what was <laughs> promised. Oh, so many red flags I should have paid attention to and I wish I would have, but I was not going to be talked out of it. I was so determined. So anyway, my New Year's goals personally i decided i was going to be grateful for this year or grateful this year as my number one i thought what if i just loved my life right now exactly as it is what if this is actually the dream life 
There's so many parts of my life that I would describe as dreamy. I have four healthy kids and one healthy baby on the way. That just blows my mind. It's an insane, huge blessing. I have a husband who, oh my gosh, is the most supportive, most kind, most loving. He's obsessed with me. He treats me so good. He takes me out. He listens to me. He's just amazing. That is such a huge gift because I see way too many people on like these Facebook groups, which I don't read often, but they pop up, you know, like you see them on Instagram, on Facebook, like people are dissatisfied in their marriages. So for me to have four to five healthy, happy kids, like genuinely happy, amazing, thriving kids and an amazing husband who loves me, takes care of me, like trusts me, supports me. Like that part is just mind blowing. And then I live in America. I live in a beautiful part of America. I live in a beautiful house. I have like the best life. It would be ridiculous to like ignore this fact that I have an amazing life. And me wanting more has gotten in the way of me just being really happy with it. So here's the interesting thing about gratitude is that the more grateful you are, the more you're actually given. And it's only been two weeks into the new year and this goal of more gratitude, I haven't even done an amazing job at it, but I have made more money in its first two weeks of the year than I possibly could have imagined and like had more good things happen than ever before. And I don't know if it's because I'm just noticing them more, that's gotta be part of it. But also because when you're grateful, like it's just kind of a law of heaven, of nature, of God's earth that you're given more when you're grateful for what you have. So it's been kind of a cool experience already to like love my life. So that's my number one goal for this year. Um, and to shift from this idea of like wanting more money to just wanting more happiness, which happiness comes from gratitude. So easy goal to reach. What's crazy is like, I didn't set any fitness goals. I didn't set any like healthy eating goals. And yet those things are just happening in my life because I feel happy. Isn't that crazy? We think we're supposed to set the goals so that we can reach the goal so that then we can be happy. Like happiness is the outcome. But what if we were just happy and then all the other things started happening that make you more happy? Because if you're not happy starting out, getting more things is not going to make you happy because we know happiness is a mindset thing. So anyway, I have the best, most amazing life and it's so fun and I love it. And I'm so happy. And it's only mid-January. Isn't that great? <laughs> I'd love to hear what your goals are for January. Um, I'd also love to hear if you have any um, questions about any of the things that I've said. I would love to hear your comments. I just love hearing from you. So I don't feel like I'm just talking into a room of nothingness. I'd like to imagine you guys out there listening. But I think... That's where we're going to end today. I'm going to do another podcast on money in general because I've been listening to some books that putting them into practice has really shifted the way I see myself and money. And it feels really, really good. Like if you want to feel confident 
and like peaceful about money. It's a good podcast for you to listen to the next one. All right. That's all I've got to say for today. This is just an update. This is a update podcast. Oh, last thing. Okay. I should have let you know this. This is important. My business right now, what we're doing is the next project, the next mm, available coaching. Oh yeah. I was going to tell you I'm getting back into coaching. I feel better after my six month break, but I refuse to burn anybody. I refuse to have them pay me what is a large amount of money. Thousands of dollars is a lot of money and feel like they didn't get enough from it or feel like they should have bought something else. Or I just, I want people to feel like it's a hundred percent worth their money. So starting a group program, um, focused more on the results than the price. Um, the group program starts, I'm thinking we're going to start end of February. It's like March 1st. It'll run three months, March, April, May, having a baby in June. So then we'll skip the summer and we'll start back up again in September. We'll do September, October, November, and then we'll start again in January. So I'm running two group programs this year, one starting in March, one starting in September. Um, it is for basic emotional, mental health for entrepreneurs. If you're an entrepreneur, if you are entrepreneurial at all, and your goal this year is to be happier, your goal this year is to actually figure out your relationship with your mother-in-law or to actually like your body or to figure out why you're so grumpy all the time or to figure out how you can stop feeling so anxious when you're driving in the car and snapping at your husband. Those are the things that we're going to be talking about. Anxiety, confidence, relationships. Those are the things I've been coaching on for the last five years. The ultimate reason I decide why I decided to come back to coaching and I could change my mind at any time. I give myself permission to do that. But the ultimate reason is that I'm really good at it. And people ask me all the time to help them with stuff. And I love helping them. And it comes so naturally to me now that feels like a shame not to do it. But I'm going to make sure I do it in a way that feels balanced, which to me, I think is going to look like giving myself breaks when I'm ready for it. So three months and then having a three month break of June, July, August, is going to be so good. And then having starting up again when school starts, I think that's just going to feel really good. Um, and then the next year, who knows what that will look like. But for now, I think I really need to honor my need for breaks because it is, it can get to be a lot. And I hadn't really given myself a break in the last five years, which is crazy. Like a real break where I didn't have any clients to coach, but it would get really heavy. And I had like my last several clients were all going through extremely hard things, like extremely hard. <laughs> And it was kind of weighing on me, like mentally and emotionally, because I genuinely care about these people. And when we would coach, like there's not, it's, there's no resolution. It's not like you can make them feel better. I mean, maybe they feel a little bit better, but you're not going to feel better, better for a long time. So it was hard. It was really weighing on me and I needed a break. So we're jumping back into it. I'm really excited for it. Oh man, it's going to be amazing. I'm like, energized, ready to go. And the reason I'm doing group coaching is because you get so much more out of it 
than you do with one-on-one -on -one coaching because I've, I've coached enough people that every time I coach someone, I'm like, oh, I wish 10 more people were listening to this because everybody else that I talk to has the same problem. It's said in a different way. It's said with different circumstances, but it's the same exact thing. And so when you listen to somebody else get coached, it's like sometimes you don't even need the coaching after that and you got what you came for. And so having a small group, not a large group, these are gonna be groups of 10-ish people. Um, and I'll have three going at one time um, where, you know, one on Monday, one on Tuesday, one on Wednesday. And in addition to the weekly group coaching, you're also just gonna have access to me. Like I am your life coach for the next three months and you get to text me, you get to email me, whatever works for you. I'll send you back a voice message. I'll say, bring this to the next coaching thing. Go watch this call, go listen to this podcast. Um, or I'll just coach you right there over your text messages. And to have somebody, first of all, who can listen, but number two, actually knows how to help you solve this problem. It's like we could sit on problems for months or even years and not come to a solution, or we could have somebody look at them and instantly make you feel better, instantly help you realize what exactly is going on, why it's happening, and how to fix it. And I've done it hundreds and hundreds of times. I know exactly what I'm doing, and I'm really excited to help you. So if you're interested in this, just reach out to me on Instagram and say, hey, I'm actually really excited about your group coaching. How much is it? When does it start? Can I have an application? And we'll get you signed up because it's going to be amazing. And I just can't wait to help. It's going to be fun. All right. Thanks for listening today. That was a great podcast. It was very like if you were sitting me, sitting with me in my office. That's what I would have said to you. Of course, I would have listened a lot more than I said anything because that's how it goes when we're talking is like I just I love to listen. I love to hear what you're saying and think about it. It has become a part of my life since it's been a part of my job. So thanks for listening to me and I can't wait to listen to you. I will see you next time. Hey, it's me, Nicole. If you want to get behind the scenes of the one and only Thought Boss, that's me, come and stalk me on Instagram. I'm at Thought Boss Coaching. Or if you're ready to finally ditch imposter syndrome and anxiety and start changing the world like you know you were born to, your dreams are literally one phone call away. To sign up for a free consultation, just head to ThoughtBossCoaching.com or find me on Instagram and send me a message.